ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Lane Fryer, welcome to ATV Talk. It's been a long time coming, but you're here. And thank you so much for coming and sitting down and talking with us. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, you've earned it, young lady. Um, We tried a remote, uh, what, over a year ago? Yeah, on the way to Florida. Uh, Yeah, that, that didn't work out very well, but we got you here now and uh, thank you again for for coming and sitting down with us. And um, before we started recording, I did apologize to you. I will apologize to you while we're taping this for uh, you winning your first pro women's race. And I didn't reach out fast enough. Um, before I could reach out, you won a second pro women's race. Congratulations on both of those. And um, Wow. Where did the speed come from and what's going on? Well, so like the beginning of the season started off second place. um, And then it was like, I knew I wanted to get the women's pro championship. So the second race started getting full shots, got a little bit faster, starting to like, stay in front of Tori more third race came around got second but still kept getting the whole shot and kept getting farther and farther and then I started leading more laps and then come the fourth race second place again but I noticed I stayed in front of her longer and like I felt like I was faster so um I had like started training two times a week with Jared Becker. And then uh, I started going to the gym a lot. And I felt like that was really helping because I kept seeing progress each time. And then Vegas came along and it just ran a phenomenal race. I was in front of Tori the whole time. Like I got a bad start. I got last off the start, but I got past them, Donna and Tori, within the first lap and then I just never looked back that's that's pretty incredible so you're contributing your your new success to training yeah I feel like last year I feel like I kind of didn't train as much and I feel like training 
for your race is a big part of it. Because I feel like if you don't have the stamina and all that, you're not gonna, I don't know, do good. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna get tired. You're gonna have fatigue, and you're not gonna perform as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. We'll get into this a little further. I want to go backwards a little bit with you, if that's okay. Yeah. And I did read a little bit of information that you you had sent me about your beginnings. Let's talk about how did you get into ATVs? So it all started when, so my brother was going to race a dirt bike. And I had ridden dirt bikes and it just, Two wheels were not my thing. So my parents got me a 90 and it was like the week. So my brother had always loved racing. For me, it was kind of like, it wasn't really my thing until it was like the week leading up and my brother was going to race for the first time. And so I was like, well, I want to race too. And so I did my first race and I ended up getting third. And then from that moment on, I was just hooked. It gets in your blood and does, and you can't get it out, right? It really does, yeah. That's awesome. That that and and how old were you when you got that ninety? I was probably eleven, twelve. Wow. How old are not? I'm not supposed to ask this question, but um, you're a lady, and how old are you now? Yeah. I'm almost 18. Okay, so you're still in high. Are you still in high school? I just graduated. Well, congratulations. Thank um, you. Are you going to push further for the racing career, or is college in in the works for you? Um, I think definitely push for the racing career. I really want to see where it goes and what happens with it. Is our mom and dad are obviously on board with the racing program. Yes. Yes. They are definitely on board. So you last year, when we were talking, you were on your way to Florida to do a GNCC race. Yes. Are you still actively racing or are trying to race the GNCCs? Um, or is there other things in the works that I'm not aware of? Well, so I've been doing GNCC. I did a couple races here and there. I actually did snowshoe July or June. And I mean, I really like snowshoe, but I kind of want to, or not snowshoe, GNCC, but I kind of want to like try something different. So I'm thinking about going to ATV and that's next year and trying that out. Yeah. That's outstanding. Cause that, I mean, those skills will benefit you everywhere you go. Yes, definitely. That's incredible. Um, have you raced motocross much? Um, I did one small series in Texas and I raced a woman's class there and I ended up getting second out of like five girls. So I don't know. Have you had much experience other than the works uh, with jumping and, and things like that? Um, not really. 
Well, um, motocross, there's a lot of jumps and there's some big yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, so with that, I plan on going like, I know Lake Elsinore is open on Sundays for quads and going out to Canyon motocross and kind of like getting used to the jumps. Are you based in California or Arizona? Arizona. So how close is Canyon to you? Um, Canyon's like 20 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. So that's, and it's got some big jumps too. You could, you, yeah. you can make some of the jumps really big. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you have Jacob Stevens there as well. Yes. I've actually talked to him about like training with him and like working on jumps with him. Uh, he's a, he, he's a very talented young man. And I think that, uh, as far as learning from him would be a great, great opportunity for you. Yeah, I feel like that would really help out. I do have some questions. You've mentioned, you know, the GNCC, you've raced in Texas. Is traveling a, a normal thing for the family? Do you guys do a lot of that? Yeah, we travel all the time, whether it's for a race or anything. We're always going somewhere. You're generally driving, obviously, because you need your machines with you and things like that. Yes. When you just raced snowshoe, did you run a motocross setup or did you run um, uh, your uh, or more of a cross country setup? Uh, I did a cross country setup. That's excellent. So do you have a machine back there or somebody helping you or do you set them up out here and then take them back there? I set them up out here and take them back there. So I have one quad just specifically for GNCC. Really? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And did your brother race too? Um, no, he, he is more into the motocross stuff. So he's like, I don't know if he's going to do ATVMX or not. He's talked about it, but we'll see. But I don't, the woods are kind of not really his thing. <laughs> well, trees aren't everybody's thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you that I'd like to go ride in the trees either. Yeah. <laughs> but those, but those woods racers are extremely talented. Um, yes, they are. What class do you run in when you go back to the GNCCs? Um, the WXC class. And with, with Hannah and all the other ladies that go so fast. Yes. That's incredible. Um, how do they, how do they treat you um, when you come, when you come into the class uh, being from the West coast? They are always so welcoming. Tracy always comes up and gives me a hug. Um, I talk to Hannah and they're like super welcoming on bringing more girls into the sport and like That's from the West coast. Have any of them talked about coming and racing with you on at a, at a works race? Um, I know Kate Osborne has talked about coming out and doing another works race, but none of them have really like said that they are going to come out or that they've talked about it. That would be great if they did, wouldn't it? That would be awesome if they did. Excellent. So let's get a little bit back into the works. You've won the last two rounds before break. Um, now you have this long off season um, where you've gotten to race some other things. 
how are you mentally preparing to go back? Um, I feel like just going in with like motivation, knowing that like I have to win these last three rounds to like lock in the championship. So it's like, that's motivation for me to keep in the gym. Um, yeah, once we get closer to Idaho, we are going to go out to Colorado and start training in the altitude at our property to kind of get ready for Idaho since it is higher altitude. You told, you just said that if you win, the, there's three rounds left when you go back. If you win all three, that would give you the title? That Yes, it would. Because Tori's won four races or five? She's won four. Oh. So it would be coming down to Prim on who would win. Really? Yeah. What's your, yeah, what's your favorite, favorite works track? Um, I feel like my favorite would probably be between Prim and Havasu. That's kind of, there, there's a big difference between the style of, of tracks there. Um, what's, yeah. What do you like so much about Havasu? I feel like I like Havasu because, I don't know, I think it's like you can race next to the water and you have the lagoon jump and you have all that. It's just like super exciting to me to do that. Do you do the lagoon jump? I did one year. This last year, I was kind of iffy on it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to feel comfortable with it when you jump. I understand. Yeah. If you don't, I understand that. So you take that rough, sandy, turn, rocky track, and then you go to Prim. That's more of a desert terrain track. There is some sand, but it's it's not even the same world. So how do you compare them? I don't know. Just Sorry, I don't know, to be honest. You just like you just like both of those places to go race. Yeah. Yeah, those are both the tracks that I have the most fun at. That's having fun is is a big portion of of the racing as well as the the training and the desire to win. You know, if you're if you're not pushing yourself and not having fun, it's, it's, it's almost pointless sometimes. Yeah. I can agree with that. When they decided to make the women's pro class, how excited were you? I was so excited. I was like, like we had worked to get this class and finally getting it. It was the best feeling ever. And I feel like, honestly, it's going to bring girls into the class for next year with a lot of, I mean, like seeing the women's A class, there's a lot of people in that class and like women's B too. So I feel like some of them are, not even some of them, a lot of them are going to be moving up to this class. Do you think that, making the next step level is what's helped the B and A class grow? I think so. 
because they wouldn't, they didn't have to race against you, Tori and Donna. So they all felt that they could move up and, and, and have a better chance of, of learning and growing. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's excellent. Tell me a little bit more about some of your desires and some of the, the things, some of your goals that you want to achieve racing ATVs. I mean, I would love to get picked up by Yamaha or a team like that and like just be able to make this like a full-time job. That is a big, that is a big want. Yeah, it's definitely a goal I want to work to. What do you think the things that are that you need to do to further that to get the attention of of a, a bigger team or a factory? Um, for me, I feel like getting in front of those people, like going to ATVMX, it is a little bit bigger of a series than works. There is more people there, meaning the more people I can talk to, get to know. And I mean, really see where it goes. You have to, because of the today's industry, there are more dynamics. Okay, reaching out to um, specific people that that you want to meet in the industry is one portion of it. The other portion of it is your on-track performance, and it doesn't necessarily mean winning. It means performing you're out riding you're out doing your thing you're 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 excelling at it um always kind of being in the hunt um there again doesn't mean that you have to win the other portion is which this is the portion that that everybody struggles with um you're being young you should have an easier time at it than than someone like myself is your social media your social media presence is huge it's almost it's almost better than winning a race. Yeah. I feel like with the social media aspect, I feel like that part I kind of lack on. So I feel like I need to like like ask around, like look at other people's Instagrams, see what they're posting and like help build that. You definitely want to look at uh, some of your professional motocross people and some of the things that they're doing. Um, you should look into other industries and other sports and and look at how they're um, promoting their sponsors because your sponsors are your lifeblood. Without your sponsors, you're n- you're not going to make it. You know, um, mom and dad are questionably the, the most important thing right now in your life. But if you have a tire sponsor, a wheel sponsor, and and other sponsors, you need to be making a point to uh, get them out there, get 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 the picture of their product out there, and and just talk about it. And so, as well as finding a trainer, we we also need to find somebody in your program that can help you with this and and boost you and and uh i know i'm talking a lot but um these are the things that are going to get you to the next level yeah i i didn't get to ask the question when you race snowshoe 
How rough was it? Oh, it was, it was bad. There was, so it had like rained the whole week leading up to it. So it was muddy. It was rocky. It was, it was different for sure. A lot different than worse. How much training do you think you need to do to race cross country? I feel like you need a lot because like I noticed for me going out there, it's like, I can't train for it out here. Like you with that, you have to have such a good reaction time going through the trees fast and taking a new line all the time. So for me, I think that's one thing I struggled with with GNCC races, but I mean, I feel like you got to work on your reaction time. And and you believe racing more woods races is going to give you that or make riding more in the trees? Yeah, I definitely think it would help. Have you thought about going and training in Florida with some of the GNCC riders before the season starts? I haven't actually really thought about that before. That would be a good, that would be a good uh, idea. Find out where the guys like Hunter Hart and some of those guys go, which all of them end up in the same place. And you could, you could pick up on some really good tips and, uh, and get a good idea of, of how to get faster, you know, and some time. I don't know uh, if Hannah or any of the other ladies go down there. I haven't, I've never asked. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to do a little research on that and figure it out. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get down to like Deckers for the motocross deal before the, the I want to get there and check it out. I think I've heard that yeah. facility is pretty awesome. I went there when actually, when we were on the way to Florida last year and Decker is an amazing place to go and train. They have uh, like one thing that helped me, I feel like, is they had like a cross country loop there. So they had that. And then we were training with Chad Weenan out there. So that kind of helped learn some of the motocross stuff too. I don't think you could get a better teacher, huh? Mm-mm. He was awesome. You know, I would, in your situation, I would probably take classes with Chad, Joel and Joe Bird. Yeah. Because uh, those three guys, they're all three champions. They have all three have a little bit different techniques. Um, and I mean, Joe was a, a, a pro for 30 some years. I mean, he rode a lot and um, won two, two championships in the meat of ATV racing when all the factories were there. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty tough stuff. Um, yeah, it is. What was the biggest thing that you took away from Chad teaching you? Um, probably standing in my corners. Like when he first said that, I had never heard about that before. So that was like, for me, that was a big thing that I feel like I still do to this day. Do you feel standing in the turns makes it faster for you? I feel like it does. What changed from sitting in the turn 
to standing in the turn? For me, it was like, I felt like I had more control of the bike. Like I felt like I could lean over the handlebars. I had more control, the front brake, the clutch. And for me, it was like leaning. I could still reach the rear brake if I needed to. And I was good with the shifter. And control is everything when you're riding. So that that's excellent. Yeah. Did he talk about standing up any, any other portions of the track? Uh, I don't really remember. <laughs> but it's good that you remembered the turning portion. Um, yeah. Do you use the standing technique uh, anywhere else on the track? Um, not really. I feel like the corners are mostly where I stand up the most. That's as long as that's what it is. Have you seen the videos of uh, Joel Hetrick um, practicing without a seat? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, when we seen that a few years ago, we were all in, uh, we were all scratching our head. Um, yeah. I asked where it came from or how far back. Um, and I got quite a bit, of, quite a few answers. Um, one of the, responses I got from social media was that John Natale started that. Really? Yeah. I haven't had a chance to ask John, but that's, that's, um, that goes back quite a ways. Yeah. It does. Who do you train with mostly your riding techniques on the West coast? Um, on the West Coast, not really anyone. I mean, I work with my brother a lot because he's a lot better with technique on jumping. So I feel like I work with him a lot. And then my boyfriend also races dirt bikes. So I kind of, he has a lot of techniques that I could use too. Does, do they take you out to the track and, and work specific drills with you? Or is it just when you go practice, you just go put in laps. Um, it kind of depends on like what track we're at, but sometimes we'll, they'll like watch me do a lap and then tell me, Hey, you should try leaning this way or like be up closer to the tank or something like that. To get your corner speed up or to set you up for a, a turn or a jump. A little bit of both. That's, that's excellent. At least, at least you're working with, with them or somebody that that's good. Yeah. You mentioned that you went, you started going to the gym and you, and you've upped your training. Could you give me a little insight to some of the things that you do different uh, for training that, that you didn't do before? Um, well, I feel like last year, the biggest thing is I didn't like go to a gym. I kind of just did like home workouts here and there and I wasn't like fully into the training. And then this year started working on stamina, like running on the treadmill or walking and doing the bicycle and started working with weights too. The weights were definitely a big help. 
when you said bicycle, are you road biking, mountain biking, or just using the in gym bicycle? Um, just a stationary bicycle in the gym. If you get into some road biking stuff, that expands your lungs and helps with your your cardio immensely. Um, a lot of a lot of racers use the road bikes. It's not yeah. the funnest thing to do, I don't think. Uh, I prefer. But it helps. Oh, immense! I mean, you look at the you look at some of the older guys, or even some of the stuff that I've seen Dungey do. Um, Paul Holmes from the UK, huge into road biking, and it helped prolong his career um, because he was in such good shape. Yeah. So those are some things that that you could look into trying. Have you got into doing any of the diet stuff? Um, not really. I haven't really like gotten into all that yet. It's definitely something I kind of want to get into. Well, you have two different concepts that you could look into. Chad Weenan has a for 38 year old guy uh, running for trying to win his ninth championship. Um, he's went uh, plant based. Yeah. And that's pretty incredible. Um, there's some other guys that are doing plant based. Um, but Joe Bird also has a, a technique and. Um, it kept him in, in really good shape for a long time. So, you know, I, I would look into those, those different techniques, it, you know, you got to find your own path, but the, those yeah. are two guys that you can follow. There's also some motorcycle guys that do some incredible stuff with, with diet as well. Yeah, definitely need to look into it. We were talking about training um, and some of the higher level things that you were, you were working on. Um, did you want to go back and elaborate on that for me? Because I, I don't remember where we left off. Um, so I know like when we go to the gym, we stick to a lot of cardio and stuff like that, but we're also like on the rowing machine quite often. Cause so I've heard honestly that the rowing machine is good to help you with riding because you're working a lot of those muscles. Um, and then also like we like to train in the higher altitude. So our track in Colorado, we go there quite often just to train in the altitude. Like, um, just, are you, are you, when you guys are going to ride at your track in Colorado, are you just, uh, burning out motos or do you, um, like some of the riders like Joe Bird and Doug Gust, mm -hmm. um, when I talked to them, they would get off and push their machine. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. That's a <laughs> new one. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, Joe would also, uh, run his track. See, I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, I feel like it helps. How much lung burn do you get when you're at elevation and you run? Oh my God. It, it hits you definitely hard. It, it, it's in the rowing machine. It, it, did you, how did you find that information out? Were you just asking other riders? Um, so 
I talked with, I cannot think of his name right now, but the owner of JSR, mm-hmm. um, I talked to him and his son Jacob. said that, yeah, Jacob said that the, he used the rowing machine and he feels like that it's helped work with your um, stamina. And when you work on your stamina, do you do the treadmill or the bicycle in the gym as well? Um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes more bicycle, but... yeah, more bicycle than treadmill. But you don't like the tre- you don't like the treadmill. Um, not really. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Would just stick to the bicycle or the rowing machine quite often. No weights. Um, sometimes we do weights. I feel like, like after this past race, we definitely are going to be doing more weights. Um, explain. So like this past race, I was getting bad arm pump and I feel like I definitely need to work more on my upper body strength rather than just working on like stamina and stuff like that. Um, were you having a trouble holding on? Yeah. How much riding did you do before the, before the race? I know there was a long break too. Um, we went to Canyon quite a few times. We probably went there like three times, like once each month, maybe. And then we went to Colorado like the week before. And and that's that's all the riding you did in the off time. Yeah, I wish we would have done more, but living in Arizona, it's so it's hard sometimes. Why? It just is super hot. Oh come on, a little heat. Well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go out right in there either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd be working out in the air conditioning. I, I get it. So yeah. Um. When you go back east and you get to ride the GNCC, mm-hmm. how does that work for your training, you know, your physical stamina for works? Um, I mean, I feel like it helps with your stamina for works because, like, you're going for two hours nonstop in rocks hill climbs all that and like you're constantly working i feel like with works you can like kind of have a little bit of a break like in straightaways or stuff like that but with gncc it's like you're always with rocks or like trees creek crossings all that so there's no there's no rest area is what you're saying in the gncc yeah that's what i feel like yeah we talked earlier, and I don't know if we covered this in the portion that we had a problem with. Um, are you thinking that you're going to move more towards the GNCC, or are you going to stay on the West Coast? Um, so we're actually talking about um, doing works next year and then also going to ATVMX. Do you like to jump? I do, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they jump out there. They're yeah, they jump. definitely do. 
out of all the ladies that race out there, who do you follow? Um, Neem Shaw. I've talked to her. Um, when we went out to the Florida GNCC race, we were training with Chad Meenan and we were at Decker and I met her there and I kind of talked to her a little bit. Is the Decker facility pretty cool? It's so much fun. If you like ever get the chance to go to Decker, I would totally recommend going there. For anybody in the ATV world? Yeah, for anybody. That's they have a, a, a they have a, a cross country loop, and then yeah. they have more than one motocross track. Um. So they no, they just have the one motocross track, but they also have like a pit bike track too. Right, and and everybody's on their pit bikes probably most. Mm-hmm. Of the time. Yep. Yeah, I I see Nick Janusa riding his all the time, and. Uh, mm-hmm. It, well, him and Joel are both pretty good on their, on their pit bikes. Yeah. I have a pit quad too. And that thing's so much fun. It, it, when you get on the pit bike, do you ride and get to relax and have fun? Is that, is that why it's so much easier and so much fun? I think so. Cause you're not like going at like a race pace, like the whole time you just messing around having fun. And you're also training and you don't even realize it. Yeah. That that's pretty cool. Um, let's go back to your arm pump. Um, arm pump isn't always generated from holding on too tight. It's generated on lack of air tension. Um, you know, it's a mental thing all as well as a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some riders uh, have trouble controlling their emotions and they get arm pump. I believe that uh, I was one of those guys that held my breath for the first, you know, portion, which caused arm pump. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Well, like that race was the first time I feel like I've ever really gotten arm pump. Painful, huh? Mm-hmm. It definitely sucked. How long did it take for the to to subside? Um, well, it was like the beginning of the race. I didn't really have it. And then towards the end of the race is when it started happening. So you started uh holding on tighter at the end because you were tired? I think so, yeah. And holding your breath, um, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you go to hit the, hit that G out, oh, yeah, you have to breathe through it, not hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's, that's a good thing. Um, you, you mentioned before we started retaping it, that you're in Colorado. Um, yes. And you're working on developing the, 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 the new facility, the new mm-hmm. track there. How's that all going? It's going really good. Um, I'd like to bring my quad. I wish I had my quad right now to be riding, but um, I feel like once we have electricity out at the property, then because right now we just have a generator and sometimes like it's just not enough. (laughs) So like being able to have electricity, we can have everything plugged in without worrying about the neighbors with the noise or stuff like that. Is there a neighbors close? 
Um, we have a neighbor across the street, but that's about it. When you say across the street, is that like, you know, it's like a, road? it's like a dirt road. And then it's like, we have 80 acres on our side. And then, um, I don't know how many acres he has. Has he complained about the ATVs yet? No, he actually thinks it's super cool that we race and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's a good neighbor right there. Mm -hmm. That's awesome to have. Right. It, it is. It really is. Mm -hmm. Was there anything else that um, in the preparation for coming off summer break that we missed covering for you? Um, I think we were talking about Proam. Yes. And, and, the, and the pluses and minuses for you in that class. Yeah. I mean, I feel like right now there's a lot of good writers in Pro-Am. You have Braxton, you have Cody, you have Tori, you have my little brother Cole. And Braxton's had a super good year. So he most likely has first locked in. But from second to third and fourth and fifth, like everyone's super close in the points. So, I mean, I feel like it's honestly just going to be such a battle for everyone who wants that second and third position. Yeah, there, there is going to be some issues because um, Braxton's injured. Yeah. And is he coming back from his key? Um, I think the last time I heard was he was going to sit out Idaho to make sure he was fully healed and he'll be back in the ski. Yeah, but he's not going to be healthy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, wow. I heard he got re-injured. Re yeah. I think he was like swimming in the pool and then it like his shoulder popped out, I think, or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, training, training to come back and get injured again. Yeah. Wow. So the level of riders in the Pro-Am, how is that developing your skill set? Um, I feel like it definitely helps build. Because, I mean, you have the Pro and the Pro-Am, like, together. Because I know what I did in Idaho is um, I tucked in behind Alex Ortiz and I was just following his lines, which were way different than what I was taking and were honestly easier. So I feel like being able to race with the pros, I feel like if you tuck in behind them and you're following their lines, you're learning techniques that you might not have known before. And I feel like that's definitely helped me. Have you, when you tucked in behind him and you see the lines that he's choosing, um, mm -hmm. does it give you a different perspective on somewhere like you're going to go to Mesquite? Now you're going to see different lines there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Mesquite is like you have to figure out some good lines. Yeah, it's a rough place. Mm hmm. It is a rough place. Yeah, it is. 
and I heard they're gonna like um, reverse the whole track. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it'd be a completely different track for everybody. I've ridden there both directions. Really? Yep. And it was rough either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a spectacular place because you go from these really big motocross jumps. Mm -hmm. The straight sand. And sand whoops. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a, a rest area on that track. Is there? No, definitely not. So working on your cardio is something that you really need to do. You know, I would, I would, wouldn't say don't do any weights. I would just be specific on what weights you do do. Um, yeah. and you don't want to grip. You don't want to use a lot of weights where you're gripping. Uh, it, it, you don't want your forearms to get hard, like a, a weightlifter, a football player. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're using heavier weights and the, the muscles are getting harder. Um, and you, that's one thing you don't want your muscles to do is especially your forearm muscles is to get too hard because that will create a, um, um, a physical arm pump, um, because the muscles are, are not being designed for that. Yeah. Um, I think you should do some downhill mountain biking. Yeah. Well, um, once I get home from Colorado, um, I was talking to my boyfriend about like going mountain biking because he went with my brother and they found a cool trail. And so definitely going to be doing that when I get back. I think that that's super smart. The, the pedaling up will work with your lungs and the down mm -hmm. will, will work your upper body and your shoulders, your arms, your hands, more so like a riding environment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, mm -hmm. When you race the Pro-Am with the, the pros and some of the faster uh, riders in the, in the same class you're in, um, do you notice that your speeds increase? I think so. Um, like I know my brother's like up with the top three. And so I'm like, I always want to beat him. So I always push to try to be right behind him. If you had to give me a couple areas that you need to in prove where you could spend most of your time uh, working hard to improve that. What, what would you do? What would you say are the areas that you could improve most in to, to finally get it to spin out? With like riding and stuff? Yep. Um, I feel like definitely being more controlled with my jumping like brake tapping and all that like i feel like that's something that i need to work more on especially going into atvmx um i feel like i need to work on my corners more too entrance speed or exit speed definitely exit speed I feel like I definitely kind of lack there. 
what what do you do to train that? With the corners or with jumping? Both. Well, so like with my brother, he's like super good with the jumping. So he's been trying to help me like teach me how to do that. And then with the corners, um, my boyfriend, even though he rides a dirt bike, he was telling me in Idaho, like, sometimes if you go wider and try to cut inside, that would be a lot faster than just coming in the inside and going out. Right. There's, there's some definite truth to that. You know, you don't want to stop to turn. You want to keep your momentum through the turn, which mm-hmm. increases your exit speed, which means your straightaway speed to the next turn is faster. Yeah. I feel like that definitely helped me out last weekend. That, that It seems like, yeah, you just need to go out and practice it in your, um, on your training track. Yeah, definitely. You need to get your boyfriend there and, you get the stopwatch out and time your entrance and exit speed, you know, and work it over and over till you're sick of working turns. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just how you get better is just to do it over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't spend enough time, I think on corner speed, I think, I think the jumping will come the more you do it. Yeah. Um, just it's it's the same thing you're the more you jump the better you're going to get at it mm-hmm. but that corner speed's going to make a huge difference in all forms of racing mm-hmm. you know your your cross country stuff your motocross and your works if you become a really fast motocross rider you're going to come back to a works track and be faster yeah i'm definitely excited to see how atv and mx can help me with works oh i think it's i think it's going to shock you how fast they are yeah i mean those girls those girls really get it yeah i've been watching a lot of the youtube videos um the wmx class i know neve didn't have the greatest year Mm -hmm. but she was fast all year yes she was you know, and that's, uh, that's one thing I, I really enjoy watching her ride and enjoy talking with her because she's got that fighter spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's a good kid. You know, yeah. well, I, I mean, kid to me, you know, Yeah, <laughs> you're all kids to me. <laughs> so when we taped last, we were coming off summer break. We came back now and summer breaks passed and you got to race in Idaho. How did that go in for you? I know we've talked about your arm pump, but all in all, how did the, did the first race on Saturday go for you? Um, Saturday, I wish it could have gone better. Um, I ended up getting second. Um, I was third off the start. And uh, me, Tori, and Donna, we all came into this corner, and the track was super slick. <coughs> Sorry. Um, it was super slick. 
and we all started spinning and I was able to be the first one to like get back on track and like not spin. And then, so I was leading for a lap and then I came into the same corner and I was a little too fast and just spun around and stalled it. And Tori was able to get around me. And then me and Tori came up on this lap rider and we've probably followed him for almost two laps because he just, he knew we were there, but he just wasn't going to get out of the way, which was super frustrating. And then he let Tori by and then cut right in front of me. And I tried everything. I tried revving at him. I tried yelling at him. Like I'm, my competition's getting farther and farther with you holding me up. And so you, you guys were, were racing super close. We were, yeah. Okay. So you guys are having a great battle then. We were, we had an awesome battle until that happened. How close to the end of the race was that? Um, there's probably like, there's probably two laps left. How much time did you lose? Um, quite a bit. By the time I finally got around the lap rider, Tori probably had like 20 to 30 seconds on me. So by the time I got around him, it was just, I didn't have any time left to catch back up. Mm, that's frustrating. Yeah. But, but all in all, it was a good race. It was definitely a good race. It was a good battle. How did your um, overall conditioning I mean, how did you feel during the race, even though you were having some emotional um, stress because you couldn't get around that other rider? Um, I felt good, but I definitely noticed when I couldn't get around that rider, that's when the arm pump started. So the mental anguish, the stress caused your breathing probably just to, to slow down or uh, you yeah. probably started gripping a little harder as well. Yeah. So staying calm is the is the key factor there. Definitely, yeah. Uh, was Donna um, even uh, was Donna with you guys at all during any of that? I don't think so. Uh, I think she might have been maybe like forty five seconds behind us. So so not bad, but but not great either. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, when you got to Sunday with how things went for you on Saturday, I, I know you, you still seem pretty positive about it, even though you had a, a frustrating moment, uh, when yeah. you, when you got ready for Sunday, um, I'm assuming you were pretty pumped and ready to rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. How did that, um, how did that start work for you? So we did a dead engine start and I want to say I was maybe sixth off the line or seventh. Um, but the track, I feel like it was so beat up and I just got so tired so quickly that like towards the middle of the race, like I definitely noticed myself slowing down. Um, and then when I came into pit, 
I like was able to take a breather and like relax for a second. And then going back out, that's when I just started pushing harder and harder. Um, and I definitely feel like towards the end of the race, I was faster. And I want to say I ended up with a sixth. When your muscles got loose mm-hmm. and, and you relaxed and just started riding, uh, things went better. Yeah. I believe I believe that age old adage that if you just go out and ride with your friends, don't race. You're always faster. So if you don't think of it as a race and you just think of it as a trail ride, you're relaxed, you're laughing, you're having fun and you just enjoy the experience and there's some riders that can do that um i fortunately was not one of those (laughs) i wanted to win and i took it too way too serious sometimes yeah i get that well that's i'm glad you had a good weekend we're going to uh, get you taken care of as far as when your episode's going to drop and everything. And uh, okay. we're going to see a new platform. And, and I think by the time this airs, most of the listeners will have seen how that works. And, you know, may, maybe you can listen to it on Tuesday. Maybe you can watch it on Friday on YouTube. However, it breaks down for you. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. Oh, gee, we are too. We are too. Is there anything else that you needed to tell us about upcoming races or uh, any changes in your program? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty much caught up with everything. That's good. Lane, I want to thank you so much for coming on ATV Talk, and I, I appreciate you working with us during uh, the difficulties that we've had. But but we'll get you taken care of, and we'll do our best to make sure your episode is as, as good as it can be. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.